Built Bar is uh, a company that, I don't know when they started, but I know my wife picked this up a couple of years ago uh, on her Instagram page and started talking about it, and people went nuts for this. And eventually, uh, she gave it to some Built Bars to everybody that she knew, I think, and Tanya was one of them. She fell in love with them. And then Tanya started telling everybody she knew. Yes, including you. Yes. And you, of course, you didn't know, said, listen. No, you didn't listen because it was your wife, wife speaking and she was speaking about health. So you didn't listen at all. Right. Uh, but the point is that these are uh, protein bars that have uh, incredible uh, stats. I mean, great protein, great calorie, low calorie count. But also, forget all that. They taste really good. They've got a million flavors. Uh, Built Bar is the answer. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get 20% off your next order. Promo code is BECK for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Love it. Love it. Thank you very much. And the uh, program begins in just a few minutes. Great show for you. Free at last, free at last, thank God almighty, Texas is free at last. Uh, Governor Abbott yesterday came out and said, well, now, now we can take our masks off. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, not right now, next Wednesday. God forbid we do it right now. Uh, Some people are excited by this. Some people are very, very upset with this. I would put myself in that category but not for the reasons everyone else is very, very upset. We go into freedom in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Jeffrey is from Texas. You can tell because he's the sort of guy at 71 who still owns his uh, auto detailing business and rides a motorcycle, you know. Like everybody does at 71. Of course, he wasn't always uh, this way. Jeffrey went through a period where it was hard for him to do any of it because of the severe knee and lower back pain. Everybody starts to get aches and pains as they age. But when you live life to the fullest like uh, Jeffrey does, you know, it gets uh, it gets pretty bad. He decided that he wasn't going to take it lying down. He heard about Relief Factor, decided to give it a try. And you know what happened next. Jeffrey got his life back. He continues to take it every day and it's working out for him every day. Relief Factor. It's not a drug developed by doctors and 70 percent of the people who try it go on to order more. So just try the three week quick start for only 1999, 1995. You will you will know within the first three weeks if this is going to work for you. So go to Relief Factor and try it for three weeks. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84. I mean, we could talk more about Cuomo, which... We didn't really have time to do yesterday. I'm uh, always up for that. I'm always up for that. Yeah. But I, I think we have to start with uh, Governor Abbott 
Texas should be ashamed of itself, quite honestly, the way it is handled COVID. Uh, you know, Governor Abbott had the chance to be, you know, Christy Nome or, or uh, DeSantis. And this is, I, I, you know, this is everybody's take around here. I don't I don't understand because we're Texans. But like you haven't fully embraced the Texas. Spirit. I freaking love Texas and I never want to leave it. Yeah, frankly. Uh, so I, 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 I you're but like. I guess the, the, uh, understanding the criticism, I think it's mainly just mask mandate as opposed to no mask mandate, right? Like that's the, yeah. that's the seems yeah. to be the crux of this completely, which again, I agree, I agree with the criticism. I, it seems to make no sense or difference, frankly. I mean, I was in Florida where there's no mask mandate and it was exactly the same as life here. Right. Exactly the same. It exactly made, right. But like pragmatically, no, it no, no. did not affect life that much exactly right so i agree with you yeah. they shouldn't have had the mandate you make the choice correct what, what what yeah what happened yesterday that really hacked me off uh is and we'll play the audio later on in the program let me know when you get this clip we've got the whole thing except this one part that was just like nuclear explosion in my head and that was texans now are uh they're prepared to be able to deal with this on their own yeah, yeah i think that is on what was Excuse on the show honest uh, you have that Stu does america last night that clip was pulled for Studios america last night um we can pull that one but yeah no he, oh you've got, he, it, got here. it here play okay, yeah, here we play. go here last march mm -hmm. Most Texans had no clue about the precautions needed to avoid COVID. Now, Texans have mastered the daily habits to avoid getting COVID. That's, oh, that's uh, that is uh, big brother. You would not say, first of all, that Texans would be any different than the rest of the country. No, right? in the middle, beginning of this, of course, no one knew what they were doing. I mean, it would be all, all you have to do is ask. All you have to do is explain and then say you should do this. To and we would have. And we should frankly note that many of the scientists didn't yet know all the things we were supposed to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, right. You know, right. But yeah, like, yeah, because at the part he also went on to say, basically, like, we are now at the point where the, the state mandate is no longer needed. And that, that hit me as well as like, come on, the state mandate was never needed. Um, but I don't think it had much of an effect. I mean, I don't think it, Texans did what they did. And, you know, Texans still here's the difference. Here's the difference. Talking to a friend uh, last night that just had uh, like a family reunion and they all got together. Some of them were from New York, some of them for from uh, California and uh, some of them from Texas. And they all got together and they said that the the people from California were almost uh, they were socially backwards. Yeah, they totally. they they, they couldn't function around people and the, it's you know weird it was like the, it was like when they opened up restaurants in may here uh i remember going out the first time and it was weird it felt weird walking into a restaurant with other people eating indoors in may of 2020 <laughs> now it's march of 2021 it no longer feels weird at all i do it all the time uh we've been doing it for a long time here in texas but like you're right these places that have been shut down They've lost the ability, lost the ability. to interact. Right. It's and, bizarre. And th there are two nations now. Those who yeah. are absolutely afraid, terrified, don't know how to interact with people. And those who are like, dude, it's okay. It's okay. No, 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 put on your mask. I mean, it is, it's the tale of two countries. It's weird. And this would be my argument, I think. Uh, in favor of Greg Abbott. And again, I, I don't think he's handled this perfectly. I don't think anybody has, frankly. But like, 
DeSantis has done a pretty good job. A pretty good job. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think DeSantis has done a pretty good job. But really, the difference between DeSantis and and Abbott is the state mask mandate. And again, I was in both states and there's no difference in life. But it's not that. It's It's just it's it's, trust the people to do the right thing. I think the difference is basically masks became this dumb cultural divider. Yes. And and it will never be anything other than that. So that's why people are affected by it. But but I just took a step back for a second. You just described two nations. Right. Two nations, one where people are freaked out to go outside. They're 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 all Karens and living in their Karen lives and a freedom country. Right. Where people yeah. are much more free. You definitely put Texas in that category. You can't put it in the, no, I, in the Karen. I know. Category. I just am upset that Texas should lead the way. Texas is Texas. Yeah. We Texas should lead the way on freedom. And you'd say that they did not. And I think that that's right. probably it's fair. They're one of the earliest ones reopening. I mean, but they are not as they did not go. They're one of the first states to open up at, restaurants. Is it they're what? one of the first states to open up businesses to 50 and 75 percent. Yeah. And now they're one of the first states to make a big announcement about 100. Now, you could fairly say places like South Dakota and even places like Georgia and, and Florida have been they had less restrictions or removed them earlier. And I think that's true. And there's a, I think there's a lot of political calculation behind the big splashy announcement from Texas yesterday. I mean, it's not. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot in there. But again, like there are pl- it's, it's hard you to understand. You wouldn't think it had anything to do with the mess up of uh, the state with the, <laughs> the electricity. And I'd uh, say there's a dash of holy crap. The whole power outage. We were four minutes away from losing power for months in Texas. <laughs> right. There's a dash of that. Yeah. And there's a dash of isn't 2022 and 2024. Aren't they both around the corner? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're all coming up, right? Right. There's okay. a little bit of that in there. Yeah, okay. But again, uh, you know, leaning toward freedom is an important thing. I would quibble with many of the details as the way, not only the way uh, Texas handled it, but Florida as well. There's parts of Florida's reaction I didn't like either. But like, I think, you know, leaning towards freedom and and leaning towards lockdown, it's a massive damn uh, difference in people's lives. And and the biggest one, you probably see it with schools where, you know, these kids are now going for a full year in, in New York and California of not going to school where, you know, my kid was in school. Uh, full time in person august 13th and they have had zero days off for covid since with the exception of when we actually got it <laughs> so we should point that out uh we did quarantine for a week or so there but i mean there this can't, school hasn't been canceled since it started that is not the, the experience of most of the nation and i do think it is important to understand that well uh, whatever um i <laughs> I just could come back. Yeah, thank you. I, I mean, I just it's all blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah, blah to me because it's it, it is it, you ask people to do the right thing mm-hmm. and say, look, this is what you need to do. And then they do it. Yeah. Uh, and and if the right they don't do it. do it, they don't do it. Mm-hmm. it. It is in a free country. Well, I can't say we're a free country anymore. We're now banning books. We're, we banned Dr. Seuss. <laughs> it's true. Uh, uh, so it, to me, it's it's like this idea of like a speed limit, right? The speed limit functionally exists. <laughs> right. Uh, and people actually do get fined for that. I don't think anyone, li- I think literally zero people in the entire state of Texas were fined at the state level for the mask mandate. I could be wrong on that. But I believe the number is zero. I don't think they enforced it at all. I think it was just words. 
And so, in a way, like, you think of, like, a speed limit where, like, no one pays attention to it. Everyone goes by it, but they don't triple it, mm-hmm. right? I think that's the idea of the mask mandate. Again, you walk around these stores all the time in Texas, and, you know, it's a lot higher in mask mandate, mask usage than, I mean, really, the split isn't that wide. But, like, if you go New York, it's going to be 100% in every place you go into. Here, it's, like, maybe 80 Right. But but still, you go to Florida, it's like 75. Yeah. You, I mean, it's, it's look, just, if, if companies want to continue the mask mandate, they can do that. And they you will. Oh, uh, Toyota says they're not going to. Fine. Right. That's fine. It's going to keep going. You know, everybody has a right to do what they feel is the right thing. You own a company. I will tell you, I own the Mercury Studios and Mercury Studios open for business next Wednesday when the state lifts the mandate then I am opening for business and I'm only doing that because I have tenants in the building and some tenants are very, very freaked out. Some tenants are not freaked out. Some people in each company is freaked out. There's some people are concerns, not though. You, you never no, know. No, no. Yeah. And I, so I am going by the legal standard because yes. I'm not going to get sued for it. Right. So I, I want to be a good landlord and I'm not going to get sued for it. So if people were freaked out, that's totally fine. I completely understand that. But the mandate is over and I'm opening the frickin doors. The, uh, you know, we don't have Oompa Loompas here. The chocolate factory needs to open up again. I think a family of them did move back in the, in the back <laughs> corner. I saw something going there on. Is, it there smells is. like chocolate. Right. I don't know what's going on. Back there. there is that possibility. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, let me tell you uh, about my Patriot Supply. Do not allow yourself to be caught off guard when the unexpected happens. What you do when something like a natural disaster rolls through the area where you live uh, says everything about you and how prepared you are. Are you one of the people at the grocery store waiting in line for hours just to find that most of the essentials aren't there anymore? Or are you somebody that doesn't worry about it? When it comes to your food storage, please call My Patriot Supply. When you watch tonight's show at 9 p.m., I think you're going to want to get My Patriot Supply. I think there are a lot of things that you're going to do after tonight's show at 9 p.m. 9 p.m. on Blaze TV, uh, my Wednesday night special is about the the financial uh, uh, district, the the bank's. And what they're doing for the Great Reset, the things that they've already implemented that will blow your mind. Already there. Not a conspiracy theory. I've got it on their own documents. It will blow your mind how fast this thing is coming down. You want to be as independent as you possibly can be. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now and get food storage that you need for an emergency. Food kits ship in one to two days. Arrive discreetly at your door, so don't wait. MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Stu, U.S. Capitol Police announced yesterday that they are planning to beef up security and staffing after becoming aware of concerning information and intelligence pertaining to March 4th. Whoa, what's happening March 4th? March 4th. Two two sources say officers, 
the Capitol Police officers got a bulletin on Tuesday, and it specifically names the militia group the Three Percenters. Members of the group are accused in the Capitol riot on January 6th. Okay, okay, all right. Mm -hmm. This is good. We now have who is who is claiming all of this and, and how dangerous and how huge they are. So I I went to Wikipedia, the source of all truth. <laughs> and uh, and I just looked at a quick search uh, for uh, the three percenters. So you don't have to be put on a list. Three uh, percent Googled it. Yeah. Yeah. Three percenters are an American and Canadian far right anti-government militia movement. The group advocates gun ownership rights. Well, that's very anti-government and resistance to the federal government. The group's name derives uh, from the erroneous claim that there were only three percent of American colonists who were actively fighting in the field against the British forces at any given time in the American Revolution. The group is American based, but also has a presence in Canada. One Canadian expert, uh, a former neo-Nazi who works with the Center for the Prevention of Radicalization Leading to Violence, created in 2015 by the city of Montreal, was okay. supported. Blah, blah blah blah. That's a fun organization. Yeah, considers the group the most dangerous extremist group in Canada. The, <laughs> what does that mean, though? Yeah, I, like, like, I, know, I know. The second one is like, you know, the Girl Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> the movement has been characterized as part of the broader Patriot movement. Founded in 2008, it was given impetus by the election of Barack Obama. Members then believed uh, Obama's presidency would lead to increased government interference in the lives of what? individuals. I never saw yeah, that coming. I never saw that one coming. <laughs> Many members are foreign current members of the military, police, and other law enforcement agencies, blah, blah. Blah, blah, as well as groups uh, uh, as uh, such as the Oath Keepers. Now, listen to this. The movement was co-founded by Mike Brian Vanderbilt from Alabama, a member of the Oath Keepers, a group whom the three percenters remain loosely allied and are often compared. Vanderbilt claims to have formerly been a member of the Students for a Democratic Society and the Socialist Worker Party, but he abandoned left-wing politics and politics in general after being introduced to libertarianism. Lemberg says in the book Road to Serfdom, uh, it pushed him to the right. He became a Second Amendment activist by the 1990s. Um, he uh, later became known uh, for popularizing anti-government conspiracy theorists uh, theories after the Oklahoma City bombing. Uh, I just want to give you the part here that I just thought was just really absolutely fantastic. Uh, the group's members have a record of involvement in criminal activity. Um, he started this group and it was to replace another group that he said that he was uh, starting. So many groups. I uh, know he started another group. But anyway, M uh, Mike Brian Vanderbilt, he st when he started the group in the article, it says, although it appears he was its only member. <laughs> that's not a group that's not a group there's that's, a definition of a group yeah, that, yeah, that does not that qualify does not fit. for oh. uh now this group does have but if if it's if it's led by a guy whose last group had him as the only member i'm not so afraid of it you know what i mean i'm not saying we don't pay attention to it but yeah it's not something that we're like 
this is the biggest threat to democracy ever right. in the history of the world. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Calling one person a group is usually just a fat joke. that's that's all it is yeah no i I wouldn't uh there's this thing going on and i think this is wrong to look at january 6th this way which is like basically like these capital police didn't you know didn't see anything coming none of these groups saw anything coming and we should be angry at them for not seeing it coming the reason they didn't see it coming is because trump or trump groups have had thousands and thousands of rallies and never anything like this occurred. Correct. That's why they they they've even said that, which which is basically like, look, we had we saw we saw these. I think Ray said it yesterday. We saw these aspirational comments. We want to mm-hmm. take over the Capitol. Like, of mm-hmm. course, there's some idiot always saying that. Right. But they didn't think it was actually going to happen. Right. And this is this is. I mean, here's the quote: Vanderborough claimed to be the commander commander of the Alabama militia group, the First Alabama Cavalry Regiment. Though he appeared to be its sole member. <laughs> I, mean, this is fantastic. I love that. That's fantastic. All right. So here's here's the thing. You're right about that. But there and there are, I believe, white extremist groups. I believe there are Nazi groups. There are, you know, uh, Antifa groups. We know the Antifa group is 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 well populated enough to cause real trouble yeah they're just doing in different cities that's all how many people are in this group i don't know but i don't think our federal government is going to have a hard time cracking the case if it's this group and they're going to arrest hundreds of them right i mean it, not, if there not, are not, hundreds of not them. of the one not of the the group of one people right. <laughs> but the group i mean some of these groups are large i mean the oath keepers is pretty large and again that doesn't mean that everybody in that organization even is you know is a problem i, I don't no. I, I don't know much about them frankly um you know, their the pre- idea was you know make sure that you stand for the oath that you take to protect protect and defend the constitution right and there's it, nothing obviously wrong with that. conceptually there's no problem with right. that it's just a matter of you know you never know some of these some of these groups do get out of control sometimes oh, i know it's, i know it's, it's totally true i know but like there's this this narrative that like the that now we have to take every online comment as if it's going to occur yes of course the 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 fbi should be looking at these things online when people are posting they're going to take over federal buildings Mm -hmm. but like that doesn't the the answer to this seems to be well since there's online comments we keep the 12 foot wall around the capitol till the yeah, end of time it's ridiculous like, that is not it's, the right answer it's ridiculous either, now let me let me just say quickly uh we have some breaking news with cpac and it's weird it doesn't seem to be the story that they were worshiping nazis uh in fact they didn't even design the stage Oh, we have Hmm. a statement from the group that designed the stage. Uh, And I just have a a few questions at the top of the hour, joined by Matt Schlapp from CPAC. This is the Glenn Beck Program. (laughs) Stu, you had a a theory yesterday. One percent chance. Hmm. Mm. Car shield. Back in the old days, you you didn't need something like car shield around. If your horse broke down on the way to work, you pulled out the shotgun, told him to think about rabbits and... Got a new horse after that. Ever since then, the invention of the car we've been driving is it's become much more efficient and much more comfortable. The drawback is it's a complex machine and it gets more and more complex every year. And when it breaks down now, it's not something you can run to pet boys uh, for. It might be a chip. You, you you won't know what's really wrong with your car. And if it is a chip, it could be 500 bucks. It could be five thousand dollars. 
Now, you could spend all your time worrying about how in the world am I going to pay for the repairs that that check engine light comes on, or you can just let it go and let somebody else worry about it. Car Shield. Car Shield covers me. I'm not on the hook to pay thousands of dollars, and you don't have to. When your warranty uh, runs out, make sure you have Car Shield. Do it now. Use promo code Beck, and you'll save 10%. CarShield.com, promo code Beck. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks on your subscription to Blaze TV. If I were a Democrat, I'd centralize power in Washington by nationalizing our elections. It wouldn't be enough to hold all three branches temporarily. I'd need to make it permanent, so I'd change the rules. If I were a Democrat, I'd flood the voter pool. I'd require all states to allow same-day voter registration. I'd mandate states automatically register felons, illegal aliens, and 16-year-olds to vote. I'd require prisons, welfare offices, and ICE to provide their voter registration information. I'd also use taxpayer dollars to establish aggressive voter recruitment programs at leftist training camps, otherwise known as colleges and universities. If I were a Democrat, I'd begin a chronicle of lies that all voter verification laws are racist, and with that distraction, I'd enable illegal voting. Banning all voter ID laws would be an important step. If any local uh, official dared question the ability of one of my illegal voters, I would throw them in jail. I'd threaten force until no one dared resist. I'd block efforts to verify signatures and citizenship in the name of counting every vote, not just every legal one. I'd make it more difficult for poll watchers and ensure accountability. Citizen oversight is a pest. I'd make the fraud-ridden mail-in voting of the 2020 pandemic election permanent to ensure to that I would win on election day or election month under the new scheme I would allow aggressive ballot harvesting to begin 45 days before the election I'd count votes received 10 days late in case we need to drum up some more missing ballots if I were a Democrat, I'd siphon the power of states to the federal government. I'd ignore the Constitution and prevent states from determining their own voting practices. If conservative states didn't readily relinquish their authority, I'd reduce their representation in Congress and give their electoral votes to my friends in California or New York. For good measure, I'd strip all state legislatures of their ability to decide how congressional districts are drawn. I'd also prohibit states from enforcing their election law. Next, I'd give D.C. a statehood. Now I'd have the Senate. If I were a Democrat, I'd marginalize the courts and limit access to challenges. I'd insist that all election lawsuits be processed only by my friends in the district court in Washington, D.C., if I were a Democrat, I'd talk about taking money out of politics, but would tax businesses to provide kickbacks and multiply my own campaign war chest by 600%. If I were a Democrat, I'd be a career politician. I'd enrich the swamp while further bankrupting America. To sweep away any ethics challenges, I'd change the bipartisan Federal Election Commission into a partisan board with a new czar governed by the ruling party, mine. Now, I know these changes are ambitious and there would be backlash, so I'd silence dissent and cancel free speech. After I controlled the government, I'd want to control the people, so I'd cancel unauthorized thought. I'd empower bureaucrats to prosecute individual Americans for posting anything fact-checkers deem misinformation. 
I dox and censor anyone who donated to my opponents by having the government publish their personal information. Then I'd weaponize the IRS to strip conservative churches and nonprofits of their tax-exempt status. If I were a Democrat, I'd use the weight of the federal government to crush anyone who opposed me. In other words, if I were a Democrat, I'd pass for the Swamp Act, H.R. 1. This was written uh, by uh, Congressman Lauren Boebert, uh, who is uh, with us now. Congressman, how are you? Glenn Beck, I am fantastic. Thanks so much for having me on and, uh, and, and pulling out your chalkboard to spell that out. <laughs> uh, well, tell me how much of this that is in there, how much of this is that you wrote about is actually in H.R. 1? One hundred percent. This is all in H.R. 1. Uh, the Democrats are attempting to hijack the American language uh, and, and call this the For the People Act. This is not for the people. This is absolutely for the swamp. This is for politicians. This is a D.C. takeover of our elections. And as a conservative, I am always going to promote states' states' rights and prevent a federalized takeover of our elections. So this is everything proposed in this seems to me to be unconstitutional. The the federal government has nothing to do with the election process that has to be decided by each individual state. That's correct. And, you know, it's interesting when uh, some of my fellow colleagues and I uh, went, went about uh, objecting to some states in the 2020 election because they went against the Constitution. They went against their state Constitution that says uh, uh, that, that says the state legislatures uh, determine the election laws. And we have secretaries of state and attorneys general and rogue judges changing election laws in certain states. And so my colleagues and I objected to those certain states for not following the state Constitution and violating the federal Constitution. Uh, Democrats uh, called us treasonous. They called us traitors. They called us inter- insurrectionists. And uh, now they're saying, after claiming that there was nothing wrong with the 2020 election, it was perfect, it was flawless, there were zero irregularities, nothing was out of hand. Now they're saying, man, our election system is so messed up, we have to pass H.R. 1 and fix it and fortify these elections. And in actuality, all they are doing is codifying everything that we saw wrong in the 2020 election. So this goes up for vote today in uh, in Congress, and it's going to pass. Mm. This will pass the House, unfortunately. So we absolutely need uh, the Senate to hold the line here. And we need to message to the American people just how bad this is for America, for our constitutional republic, for democracy. Uh, This is uh, terrible to have taxpayer-funded politicians who in their right mind would ever want their tax dollars to go to a political campaign. Uh, You know, there's just so much uh, wrong in this when it comes to taking out voter ID laws and same-day voter registration and eliminating voter uh, signature verification. Uh, So this will pass the House. We we have a majority rule. Uh, We're a majoritarian body, uh, a self-governing body, and it's going to pass the House, but we need the Senate to hold the line. And what are the chances? Are you hearing anything from the Senate? I mean, if any of this passes, it's going to be bad. 
Correct. I do believe uh, that the Senate will remain strong. Uh, we, we need to continue to message. Right now, I'm in the minority in the House. So my job is to get in the Democrats' way and tell the American people what I'm doing to get in the Democrats' way. And uh, that message going out um, needs to be heard loud and clear by our senators uh, who, who know exactly what this bill is all about. And I, I do believe that they will prevent this from passing the Senate. So I just saw a notice from the federal government that I am not allowed, no one is, allowed to travel without the new, what is it, gold star, some, some sort of thing on, on everybody's <laughs> driver's license. Uh, and I have to have it uh, this year. Otherwise, you're never going to be able to fly. You're not going to be able to travel. Uh, why is it that the federal government makes makes people uh, get a license if they're a hairdresser or a nail salon worker, but you don't have to have a license to go vote? I, I don't understand how saying that you need some identification and we need to verify your signature is somehow or another racist. It's not. Uh, you know, it, it's them hijacking the narrative. And this isn't the first time we've had a gold star program uh, in the world. And it didn't, it didn't mm. turn out too well for the first time. Can you, can you explain the gold star? I, what is the difference in our driver's license? What does the gold star even mean? What does it do? This is all about control. Uh, and so this is the federal government showing who they have control of. Obviously, they don't listen to these bogus rules that they're, they're putting in place. They don't, they don't follow their own laws, their own mandates. You have Nancy Pelosi who can go into a salon and get her hair done maskless while shaming the rest of Americans. You have, uh, we have governors going to uh, the French laundry when families can't sit at home and have a Thanksgiving meal with with their loved ones. Uh, in Denver, we had Denver Mayor Hancock get on a plane and fly away. This is all about complete control. HR1, um, all of this is a continuation of cancel culture. They are trying to cancel the voice of 75-plus million Americans. They're trying to cancel state rights. They're trying to cancel our Constitution. And, Glenn, I refuse to bow down to this cancel mob. I will stand up and fight for the American people each and every day well i appreciate it. i appreciate the uh the uh op-ed that you wrote for the blaze you can find that if i were a democrat at uh, the and share it with friends this is happening today and going to the senate and people need to understand uh what it means and uh congressman uh lauren uh bobert has written a, a very clear piece that i think everybody I think everybody on both sides would go, yeah, well, that's crazy. That's not going to happen. When you understand that's exactly what this bill is, H.R. 1, it hopefully will wake people up. So please get this. We'll tweet it out in a second. You can find it at theblaze.com and uh, send it to as many friends as you possibly can. Thank you, Congressman. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Glenn. And please have your listeners go to laurenforfreedom.com. I'm going to need all the help I can get in this fight. You got it. Thank you. Uh, Let me tell you about our sponsor. It's Timeshare Termination Team. I was thinking about starting a business selling timeshares the other day. Uh, You know, I'd market to to a uh, socialist utopia. Uh, I would say, hey, we've got this great thing. It's going to be 
it's going to be great. It's all here on paper. Read about it. It's fantastic. You're going to live in a worker's paradise. Only a few hours of work per week and amazing food you can stuff yourselves with and complete and total equity. Yeah, I'd use all the buzzwords. And then when they actually got there, they'd realize that they were located in Venezuela. Uh, so it would be it would be great uh, for them because they'd get their socialist they probably would think that it was a little different than promised, but it's a timeshare thing. So they always are. Timeshares uh, are something that you might have gotten yourself roped into. And now you're like, oh, crap. I want you to call timeshare termination team at 888-438-8688. Time to stop paying for stuff that you're not using. Uh, you're, you're overpaying. It's decreasing in value. You'll get 20% off when you terminate your timeshare with timeshare termination team. 20% off if you tell them that I sent you. So call them now, 888-438-8688, or check them out online, timeshareterminationteam.com. Not only 20% off when you use my name, but also 100% money back exit guarantee. Learn more now at timeshareterminationteam.com. Tonight on Glenn TV. How's your climate credit score? That's a question we'll all have to answer soon as America inches closer to China's social credit system and companies are punished for not being green enough. You've identified companies making insufficient progress. Many companies have not moved forward. Glenn exposes the finance fascist plan to crush banks, businesses, and your investment future. Operation Choke Point 2.0, the climate credit system. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So yesterday, uh, after this program... Stu said to me during the show, hey, uh, Glenn, would you give it a 1% chance <laughs> that maybe somebody who designed the CPAC stage uh, did it intentionally? Like as a troll, essentially, to make the Republicans look right. bad. Somebody that didn't like CPAC. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, I'd give it a 1% chance. So then... After the show, I uh, instructed our producers to start to dig. Who designed the stage? Who was the first to say the stage was a Nazi symbol? We wrote the production design house that actually designed the stage uh, yesterday around three o'clock. Uh, dear so-and-so, I'm the executive producer for Glenn Beck and run pro program for Blaze Media. I understand CPAC used your company as a vendor for 10 years and did so again for stage design this year. Can you explain the design process for the stage that some claim was intentionally designed with Nazi symbolism in mind? Was it just an unfortunate coincidence or did perhaps a rogue employee from the design foundry throw the designs? Some have speculated that it is possible someone at Design Foundry was intentionally trying to sabotage the CPAC reputation. 
We, however, would like to give both your company and CPAC the benefit of the doubt, as we believe most Americans are not even familiar with this obscure Nazi symbolism. If this is an unfortunate coincidence, we sure would like to hear from you directly. We're happy to report on a provided statement from you or Design Foundry at large for Glenn's radio listeners tomorrow so America can hear the truth rather than speculations. Our deadline is 7 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. Well, as I went to bed last night, I didn't think we were going to have a statement for you, but we received one. And I'm very excited to share it with you. And it leads me to all kinds of questions. Hmm. Um, Like, why would a company that's been in business for 10 years with CPAC remain silent why wouldn't cpac go to them immediately and say hey who designed this stage and can you guys please come out and say because we're getting hammered here why wouldn't cpac ask for them to do that that seems weird i've got some questions for matt schlapp on that i mean who wouldn't think of at least calling this company and saying Hey, you guys designed it, not us. What's the deal? And if it was just a coincidence, you would think that that partner of 10 years would run to a microphone and say, hey, 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 hey. Lots of questions. And I have a feeling a few answers. Do I detect that you're up to maybe 2% here on this <laughs> You're a little north of one percent. You know, I'm going to let you decide. Okay, I'm just being fair and going to give you all of the facts. We've heard the facts from the media, who is really, really—it's important to fact check everything. So we've heard the facts from the media. Let's dig just a little deeper than a tweet. Next, this is the Glenn Beck program. Well, between the news, appointment TV, endless scrolling on our phones, we're looking at our screens, unfortunately, more than ever. But how do you rest your eyes without feeling totally unplugged? Well, put on a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds and listen to something great. Whether you're listening to your favorite podcast, an audiobook, or working out to a pumped-up playlist, Raycons are built to perform anywhere, anytime, with water and sweat-resistant construction and seamless Bluetooth pairing. There are no dangling wires or white stems that are poking out of your ears. They're really comfortable, come in a variety of colors for maximum style and six hours of playtime, so you can unplug for a good long while. Best part? Raycon wireless earbuds start at half the price of premium audio brands like Apple. So you can pick up a pair and a spare. Right now, get 15% off Raycons at buyraycon.com slash back. That's buy, B-U-Y, raycon.com slash back. 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds, buyraycon.com slash back. Uh, coming up in just a minute, we have Matt Schlapp from CPAC. <sighs> the Rune guy? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, real estate agents I trust is our sponsor being in the real estate market, either buying or selling. It can feel like you're rolling the dice right now. Uh, and in a way you are, you're trying to beat time. You're trying to beat uh, whatever is coming our way. If I have time today, I have to talk to you about inflation that is right around the corner. Some really good stats are being sold, but they're also really bad stats. 
uh, for inflation. And we'll tell you about that. But you want somebody who can sell your house at the right price for the the most amount of money, the fastest time, but also help you do the the opposite on the price, get you the best price in the right neighborhood and get you in there quickly. That's why you need a great real estate agent. You can find them at realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you, realestateagentsitrust.com. Get a hold of us now and get the right real estate agent for your next move. All right, Match Lap CPAC next. Elder Foothark iconography for years. I'm quite alert to the glyph shapes and their associations in the modern world and history. So why is the CPAC 2021 stage an odal rune? And specifically, one with seraphs or wings that was used by the SS. This is the, f- this is the origin of that lie. We're going to put that lie to rest because yesterday a few things bothered me. Gee, uh, did CPAC actually design the stage? If so, who at CPAC did it? Or was it an outside organization? And if it was an outside organization, why didn't CPAC just call them and say, Hey, did you design the stage to look like an odal rune? And how come they weren't out in the public on Saturday or even Friday afternoon saying that? And if these things were true, where's PolitiFact? Where's the media? Where is where is anyone saying to Morgan Freeman and uh, and uh, Alyssa Milano and all of the other organizations that wrote stories? about how that Nazi symbol found its way on the stage of CPAC. Boy, there's a lot to sort out, but it probably isn't as complex as you think. Matt Schlapp from CPAC is with us. Oh, and I've got a, I've got a statement from the designers of the stage that we asked for yesterday and got late last night for today's program. Huh. It's interesting. I'll share it in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Brian lives in Alabama over the past few years. He's been suffering from so, so much pain so frequently, so debilitating that it limited his mobility. He was barely able to get around the house, let alone go out and live his normal daily life. Like millions of Americans who suffer from pain, Brian was beginning to despair, and he had tried a number of things, but they either didn't work or they left him feeling less lucid than he cared to be. Finally, this past year, Brian stumbled across the solution. He heard me talking about Relief Factor and decided, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this clown might be right. As it turns out, he found that this clown was right. Turned out he had... uh, 
he had about uh, 90% of his pain gone just with the three-week quick start trial. First three weeks, 90% of his pain was gone. Brian got his life back. So can you. Relief Factor, not a drug, but developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. You can order the three-week quick start for only $19.95, so do it now. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com, 800-500-8384. Matt Schlapp, the chairman of the American Conservative Union, is joining us now. Uh, Matt, this has been one of the most ridiculous things I have ever seen. And, and and while it's laughable, it is extraordinarily dangerous of what happened to CPAC this weekend. Yeah, Glenn, thanks for having me on. Uh, and thanks for using your your uh, immense gifts to try to figure out the story here because you know we cpac is uh, an amazing thing to put on someone just told me that if we uh, had been an advertiser in the super bowl uh, we would have been number two uh, because it just gets so much attention but it gets good attention and bad attention right it's mm-hmm. a conference unlike anything on the globe where conservatives come together liberals don't have anything like it except for the daily news right. on television. Right. And, uh, and so they, what they do is they try to do everything possible to just, you know, slime us, to stop us, to distract us. And we, every time we walk into this, we say anything could come our way. We have to be open and ready. But my, in my wildest dreams, I never thought this would come our way. So here's what happened. Um, yesterday, Stu said to me, is there a 1% chance that somebody intentionally sabotaged CPAC? And I thought to myself, yeah, there's a 1% chance. Let's see who designed the stage. Well, in our research, uh, we found that Design Foundry designed your stage. And I contacted you. Is that who designed your stage? They've been partners for how long? Uh, several years, and they do you know, what, what is excellent work, and they work for a lot of, you know, companies and liberal sure. organizations. And, you know, they're right. a group of uh, talented artists. So we sent them uh, an email, tried to contact them. And then we sent them an email yesterday afternoon, uh, early in the afternoon, and said, can you please explain the design process uh, for the claim that, it, you know, some people claim that it was intentionally designed with Nazi symbolism in mind. Was that an unfortunate coincidence? Or did a rogue employee from Design Foundry throw the designs? Some have speculated that it's possible that someone at Design Foundry was intentionally trying to sabotage the CPAC reputation. We, however, would like to give both your company and CPAC the benefit of the doubt, as we believe most Americans are not even familiar with this obscure Nazi symbolism. If this is an unfortunate coincidence, we'd like to hear from you directly. We're going to report on a provided statement from you or Design Factory at large for Glenn's uh, radio program tomorrow. You have a 7 a.m. Eastern deadline. Uh, they did last night issue this statement to us. They said, um, we were retained by the American Conservative Union Foundation to design the stage for this year's CPAC conference as part of our working agreement. The climate, the client provided our team with feedback, revisions and final approval on all aspects of deliverables outlined in the contract, including stage design. The approved stage design was intended to provide the best use of space, given the constraints of the ballroom and social distancing requirements. 
The uh, iterative design process included review and input from CPAC, the hosting event space, other vendors and county officials. We had no idea that the design resembled any symbol, nor was there any intention to create something that did. We are saddened and horrified at the accusations that this was a deliberate act. Design Foundry denounces all hate speech and acts of racism, prejudice, or bigotry in all forms. The evolution of the stage design renderings can be found here with relevant timestamps. So they provided a, a, a Google Drive of all of the renderings. How did this come down? How Did you guys at any point say, well, that's not quite Nazi enough? Or how did this happen? Yeah. No, and, and within the documents, it says that they actually retain ownership of the design. It's, it's 100% their design. Now, of course, it's collaborative because we're paying the bills and the stage has to work well. I mean, one of the things we've done, and Glenn, you've been on that stage so many times, yep. is to try to demystify the stage, bring it to the people, let people sit around the stage uh, and not make it so formalized. And just because of the way this room was, this design was the best one that this company came up with. I mean, we're not artists. We're other things, right? We have other talents. And uh, so, um, you know, I understand the reason why everyone's so quiet, Glenn, is because one of the things that cancel culture does is they slime you with a, an unjust charge or name and everybody runs for the tall grass. Everybody runs. For well, the wait tall a minute, grass. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before you go there, let me ask you, this yep. is a partner of many years of yours. Um, yep. If I did something on stage and I you know, was a partner with you and you had asked me to you know, do work for you, I would immediately step to the you wouldn't even have to call me. I would say, no, 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 that's on us. We did it. Okay. And that was not the intention. Um, but I would expect that you would call. Why didn't you call Design Foundry right away and say, hey, this is your design? Make a statement. Not only did not only did we not call them right away, they were, I believe, right there because they helped with every aspect of the stage. I believe there was somebody either on site or you know in constant communication. So, um, uh, you know, the, it, the, that those conversations happened immediately. Like, what is this? You know, my last name is Schlapp. I've never heard of this Nazi sign. I mean, this really hit me as a complete surprise. We have a young man working for us who studied anti-Semitism in college. And he was like, I don't understand what they're saying the symbol is. So it's not like it was a well-recognized thing. Now, is it possible that somebody, you know, in this process was uh, trying to be very clever and set us up from a PR standpoint? You know, I guess we'll learn more as the days go by. So, but, but wait, you did, you did say, hey, what's the deal? And did That's you right. ask them to come out because... It wasn't until last night that they came out and said, of course you did. Of course we did. So why would a good partner, all of our partners, why would a good partner do that to you? Because, uh, well, first of all, uh, as I said, everybody runs for the tall grass, right? Maybe people don't have courage. Maybe people don't have integrity. Um, You know, uh, that's clearly a part of this where both the Hyatt and this firm looked to CPAC and said, look, Hands off. We have nothing to do with this stage. That's outrageous. This whole process takes months. Glenn, you do these huge productions. I do. This whole process takes months. You yep. go back and forth and back and forth. You have to hire all the talent because we can't miss our deadlines because thousands of people and all the press is going to be there assembled. Everybody saw this. 
everybody had to figure out how to construct this. Everybody had eyes on it from every angle. Nobody in that process ever raised their hand and said, oh, you know, I took a, I took a European history class and I noticed dot, dot, dot. Nobody, because it wasn't something uh, that somebody would recognize. Said, no, yeah, I know. No, it's outrageous. That's so, why it's so shocking. Tell me I was very disappointed with the Hyatt. The Hyatt first defended you. Did the Hyatt know that this stage uh, was was not of your doing, but of this design firm's doing? Yes, because the, the, the design firm, the hotel, and CPAC work collaboratively to be able to construct it. You have to actually construct the thing. And the hotel has to agree with who's going to do that work. Everyone has to understand it's got to meet a certain bid. So what our two partners did to us is basically, you know, point the other way and say, I'm not sure what this is, but go talk to CPAC. Now, we're fine with taking the hits. We always take the hits. It's part of being a prominent conservative group. You're going to take the hits, but we're not going to let people lie. And we're not going to let people, uh, you know, the underlying, the most important thing here, Glenn, is would we somehow think it'd be uh, amusing or funny to have anything associated with fascism or Nazism associated with the conference. And of course the conference does exactly the opposite. So if we want to make, uh, if we want to expel bigotry from our society, including anti-Semitism, we did, we do just the opposite at that conference to, to being anti-Semitic, but they don't care about that. They wanted to catch us. You know, in this. you know that I have a good relationship with, um, the state of Israel and Jewish organizations, yeah. you you provide um, service for Jewish organizations. There's a big conservative Jewish organization that every time I'm at CPAC, I attend on the Sabbath. I go and I, I speak yeah, to them. Yeah, Shabbat dinner. Yes, yep. and it's a, it's a big deal. What kind of anti-Semites would have a Shabbat dinner? For the love of Pete, it's ridiculous. Um, all right, um, I want to I want to take a one minute break and then come back with you, uh, Matt, and and ask you about why this is really dangerous. Why are people doing this? Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, but I don't think people know. I don't think they've thought through thoroughly what this kind of stuff does to a movement other than those who are doing it. They know exactly what they're doing. In one minute, we continue. First, uh, let me tell you about AMAC. When the time to choose an advocacy group that is right for you, where do you turn? There are lots of op- options out there, some of them good, some of them not so good. But one that I really believe in is AMAC. It stands for the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now, if that sounds like it might apply to you, then you need to take some time today and check AMAC out for yourself. They represent courage, as Matt just said. Lack of courage. Men's hearts are failing them. AMAC represents courage and faith and reason in trying times. They stand for solvency in a time of runaway debt, national security over and sovereignty over unchecked borders. They believe in the sanctity of life. In Washington, AMAC has been pushing back for years against the radical left socialist agenda. And AMAC membership comes with a wealth of benefits and discounts. 
and with the advocacy for you and what you believe in. Please stand with AMAC as they fight the good fight. Become a member today. The benefits are great. The cause is even greater. Join right now at amac.us slash Beck. That's amac.us slash Beck. AMAC is better, better for you, better for America. 10 seconds, station ID. Talking to Matt Schlapp, chairman of the American Conservative Union, uh, the uh, the the found the uh, uh, company behind, if you will, CPAC. Um, and we've been talking about the stage that Morgan Freeman, all these people just tweeted was Nazi. And it is so offensive, especially at a time when the media is telling us that they are the ones that are going to guard misinformation. They're going to guard to make sure that nothing, no lies are spread. Where's PolitiFact? Where's Twitter? Where's anyone on this? This is so dangerous, Matt. Why? Because what the cancel culture does is they make a false charge against an American of good conscience. And when they can, when, if that charge sticks, you will lose all commercial opportunities. Your kids will be attacked on social media and potentially in school that could be kicked out of schools. Colleges will go after uh, your kids and your grandkids. This is a very serious thing. It's no longer about having a political disagreement where one side seemingly wins and one side seemingly loses. It's now about making you unfit to be in civilized society. And what they want to do with CPAC is let these charges kind of float out there, get verified, as you said, by places like Twitter, so that no hotel will ever, ever host conservatives, Christians, Jews, uh, Americans who love our founding. They won't host them. Where, where will we go? We'll have to have our own hotels. We'll have to have our own restaurants. This is simply not American. So why would, even if this is untrue, which it is, uh, and it's it's proven now that this charge was untrue. Wouldn't hotels also, just because of the mess, say, I don't want to deal with all of that. So it doesn't matter in the end if it's true or not. That's right. That's the intent. And I want to just go back in time here. The Hyatt Regency in Orlando recruited us. They wanted us. They asked us for our business. They gave us a great bid, which allowed the thousands of uh, Americans who came here uh, you know, reasonable hotel rates. The employees came up to me and to my colleagues during the conference and said, thank God you're here. The hotel feels for the first time like it's back to no- normal. We're full. Every room was taken. One guy said to me, you know, it, if it wasn't for this conference, I wouldn't have a job altogether. Thank you. Um, there was a real spirit of appreciation. Gosh, that wasn't that- the story from the Hyatt on Monday afternoon or Tuesday. They were saying that you were rude to their people. So, uh, yeah, and I want to say this because, Glenn, I might have – their perception could have been that I personally was rude. When they showed me their first statement, which basically was going to call into question whether or not we were, uh, you know, bigoted towards Jews or Nazi sympathizers, you know what? I did what I do when I get called these names. I reacted. I told them it's unacceptable. I feel like we're so passive from the conservative community when we get called these names because we know it's not true. But it really upsets me. Uh, this is not right. You can't, you can't slam someone like that. And if you do, 
And if you care about these issues, and we care so deeply, like you said, about the state of Israel and our, the Jewish community, we do so much work with them. The ambassador to Israel spoke from that stage. How absurd is all this? And they want to say, well, we're going to do an investigation about your potential ties to Nazism. No, I'm not going to accept that. And if that hurts someone's feelings because I'm going to defend our honor, so be it. Good for you. So um, defense is one thing. Going after and pursuing people that wronged you is another. I would be very tempted if I were you to uh, lodge some major lawsuits. Well, we have a lot of very talented lawyers on our board now because that's kind of part and parcel to running a conservative group. And I, I, we're looking very seriously at these options. Let me, let me take it a little broader, Glenn. Not just this episode. I can't tell you how many people have called me during the course of this most tumultuous of years and said, at what point does the conservative community, does the 74 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump, do the people who love America and think it's okay to read Dr. Seuss and uh, love Thomas right. Jefferson and Mount Rushmore, at what point do they start pushing back on the cancel culture? At what point do they say, this is a line you cannot cross? I think we're at that line. I think what I realized during this, we called our conference America Uncanceled, and the whole thing became about them canceling us. And, uh, and at what point do we not have the right to say, you can't treat us this way? You're disparaging us. You're destroying our reputations. You're destroying our ability to be respected members in this community. So I take your 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 challenge uh, on pursuing our legal options very seriously and i think we have to go broader we can't let these companies just follow the woke mob we can't do it matt i'd like to uh spend we might even do a um uh an hour sit down with you on my podcast uh when you have time i'd like to pursue this uh line of thinking with you i appreciate it and we have your back we're with you thank you Thank you, Glenn Beck. We love you. Keep fighting. You got it. Conservative.org is where you can find Matt and uh, CPAC. It is um, it's quite the story. My question is, where is Facebook? Where is PolitiFact? Where are all of these watchdog organizations? Has Morgan Freeman and uh, Melissa, uh, Alyssa Milano and others that spread this? How about the Washington Post? Have they been canceled? This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I'm a guy who has cultivated and even, dare I say, uh, refined a number of hobbies. My favorite among these is eating. In fact, Stu was doing a commercial just a few minutes ago. And right after he finished, I said, man, I could go for a Gino's cheesesteak from Philadelphia. And uh, he said, what made you think of that? And I said, I often just reflect on food. Maybe it's just me. Uh, <laughs> it's but, not. But uh, eating is, you know, that's kind of a, it's an art form to me, really. And so being a jack of all trades and a master of none, uh, it's just the way I roll. I mean, you be you, boo. Um, I seek culinary artistry and I work hard to perfect it. So that's why I have a rec tech. Now, I don't know if you've ever grilled on something that can also smoke and even bake, but it is wonderful. Rectech is a marvel of cooking science. You're going to love it. There is nothing like it on the market. I urge you to A, B, compare them. Just go to Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com, Rectech.com. For anybody who likes really good food, Rectech.com. Tonight, uh, brand new Studios America at 8 p.m. Eastern, followed by a brand new Glenn Beck. 
blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. The reason why the CPAC thing makes me so angry is because we are we are being blamed for absolutely everything, all kinds of misinformation, disinformation, and it is absolutely untrue. Twitter came out uh, yesterday and said they're going to permanently ban users who spread covid misinformation. Okay, what is that misinformation like hydroxychloroquine? That. Masks are iffy at best when it unless you're wearing an N95 mask. What, what is misinformation on this? They're going to ban that, but they don't ban outright lies about the right tonight. A very, very important show. My Wednesday night special only on Blaze TV. It's part two of a I don't know how many parts we're going to have. We're putting a chalkboard together. It's best that you watch it from the beginning. Join us tonight as we add a very large piece. Finance, what the banks are actually doing. This will change your life and it's already in place and happening right now. We'll have more on that tonight at 9 p.m. If you're not already a member, make sure you become a member at blazetv.com slash Glenn. All right. I wanted to get uh, somebody from uh, Newton County on. This is in Missouri. David Osborne is the District 2 commissioner there, and they have just passed uh, a, a Second Amendment Preservation Act. Now, this is something that I have said communities have to do. States need to do. You need to be a sanctuary city for the Bill of Rights. David joins us now. Uh, David, how are you? I'm good, sir. I'm good. Thank you for having me on the show today. Okay, so tell me what this bill is, why you did it, and what it's supposed to do. Well, this is a, uh, it's actually a safety ordinance because here in Newton County, uh, being a class two uh, county, we only have two areas we can pass ordinances under, and that's health or safety. And obviously this, this refers to safety because uh, this is for the safety of our residents of Newton County. Uh, the reason why we uh, enacted this, uh, this, this ordinance was simply because our people were crying out to us every day. Uh, what are you going to do to protect our Second Amendment rights, our constitutional rights? What, what are you going to do about that? I mean, I'm talking uh, a lot of people walking into the courthouse asking us. Uh, one gentleman brought in a letter and said, uh, you know, I want to make my 37 acres a sanctuary uh, area for guns. Uh, so, you know, our, our responsibility is protect our residents of Newton County. So obviously we had to do something about that. Uh, had a, a lot of uh, constituents and friends that just simply put this in front of me and said, here is what we need to do. We need to pass an ordinance. We need to pass something to protect our Second Amendment rights. That if, that if uh, the federal government wants to infringe our Second Amendment rights, we will absolutely give authority to our sheriff to defend us, to come to the aid and protection of our law-abiding citizens. It's real important to realize that. We're talking about law-abiding citizens. And so that's why we passed it, just simply because there was a, a need for it. And I would venture to guess, uh, Glenn, that, that you know, there's, there's 60, let's see, just under 60,000 people in Newton County. And I bet you every one of them is in favor of this. 
uh, you know, I can't say 100%, but I would say almost every one of them because we get a call, uh, a letter, uh, numerous emails every day thanking us for standing up for the Second Amendment rights. So th- this says all federal acts, laws, orders, rules and regulations passed by the federal government, specifically any presidential administration, whether past, present or future, which infringe on the people's right to keep and bear arms as a guarant- as guaranteed by the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution, Article one, Section 23 of the Missouri Constitution shall be invalid in this county. It shall not be recognized by this county and specifically rejected by this county. It shall be considered null and void and of no effect in this county such federal acts laws orders rules and regulations include but are not limited to any tax levy fee stamp imposed in firearms firearms accessories ammunition not common to all other goods and services which could have a chilling effect on the purchase or ownership of those items by law-abiding citizens uh, also any registration or tracking of firearms etc accessories etc etc i mean it goes on mm-hmm. now does this have I mean, does, does this have teeth? Can you do this? Do you know? Sure. Well, we, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is it know, enforceable? It, it, now, that that's a good question, because this is unprecedented. We haven't had to do something like this. But I would say if if they're going to violate our Second Amendment rights, in my mind, yes, it's totally enforceable. And we've given full authority to our sheriff to do that. So it's up to him to enforce it, and and we just wanted him to have full authority to do it. And I think it's already in our state constitution that your local sheriffs have the have the ability to arrest anyone who is causing harm or damage to your residents. And we have a very strong sheriff down here, and we're very we're very glad to have him. Okay, so um, we we called the sheriff, and he said, mm-hmm. and I'm quoting, "I really think you should be talking with the Newton County Commission. They wrote this county an ordinance. It's written to show their support for the Second Amendment, but it is." It is, but it really is not something that can be enforced. End quote. Well, that's that's totally up to him because we wrote it and gave him full authority. So, uh, as far as I go as a county commissioner, again, I'm I'm not a constitutional attorney or anything to that sorts, but I would say, uh, you know, we want to enforce it. And here's what we wanted to do. I mean, the real thing is this: we want that layer of protection. So that, uh, you know, we're, we're not looking, we're not hoping that the, that the uh, federal government's going to roll in here and just start confiscating people's weapons. What we want to do is slow them down to say, well, let's go to court and find out if we can circumvent your safety ordinance. Yeah, because I can't. That, puts, that, that puts our day in court to where we can stand before a federal judge and say, why are they wanting to violate our Second Amendment rights? Right. There's only one reason, Glenn, and you know the reason. We all know the reason. The only reason you would want to confiscate or take away weapons from law-abiding citizens is simply to control the masses. Uh, well, I just wanted to get you on, David, because I think what your county is, uh, has done is, um, uh, is common sense. Uh, mm-hmm. I have been urging people to get their counties, their states, their cities to make themselves sanctuary cities or states for the Bill of Rights. Uh, it's not just about the Second Amendment, but they're all coming under attack. And uh, if if they try to, you know, limit speech, uh, limit the press, we have to have places that will stand. And uh, right. Newton, Newton County, Missouri, is uh, one of the first that I have seen to uh, to do it. So, David, thank you so much. We are we are one of the first to do that. Um, 
I think we're up to 16 counties now in, in Missouri. And, and by doing this too, by every, and I've even said cities can do this. If city uh, councils want to do this, they can, they can pass a safety ordinance to the same, to the same effect. Uh, but every county, there's 114 counties in Missouri. If every county passes this, that shows our state legislature that they have support from us and that the people that elected them to office are saying, we want this. So they go forward with that. So that's where this movement started. And it's, it's catching on like wildfire. So it's where can people every- find the, the uh, language that they can propose in city council or whatever, the language you're using? Uh, they can actually get a copy of ours by going to our website. I believe it's downloadable on our uh, Newton County, uh, Newton County dot Mo website. Okay. Newton County, yeah. Newton County, Newton County Mo dot, Com. Com, yeah, so newtoncounty.com. Newton right, yeah, newtoncountymo.com. Okay. Yes, sir. David, yes, thank sir. you very much. I appreciate it. This is something that everyone should be doing right now. You should get that. You should find your city councilman. You should find your county commissioner. You should find your sheriff. You need to start putting these kinds of things. And he, he said something really important. If all of the counties do this... Then the state knows the people have their back. You, you can't start at the top. You need a groundswell. Quite honestly, you know, the, when politicians know, oh, wow, this is where the people are, they suddenly have some courage, not all of them, but they'll have some courage. Right now, it's exactly what happened with CPAC. The Hyatt folded because... We don't ever stand up. The Hyatt folded on this this stupid Nazi rune thing because they knew the left would destroy them and nobody would have their back. We have to have people's backs. We if we are expecting these senators and and congressmen to stand up, they have to know what we believe. And that if you stand with them, they're not going to be left alone. You know, it's, it's many times when, when these guys do something good, they don't hear from anybody. So they're like, geez, I'm doing all this stuff and nobody's even seeing it. Nobody is even noticing it. You need to let them know. Good job. Bad job. And it has to be done first at the local level. But get involved at the local level and do it now by the way they are uh, introducing more legislation uh, hr1 is coming out today it will be passed by the house that is to totally change our election process this guarantees no republican will ever win ever again uh it it is unconstitutional it takes federal control over our elections uh, it it makes sure that uh, whatever happened last time can happen again. We're just going to do voter mail all the time. It's going to be voting months. It is a nightmare. And that's in H.R. 1. That's going to the Senate. It'll be voted on today. And then they're introducing some common sense gun legislation as well. That will probably also pass the House. More on that coming up. Also, something really important that I don't want you to miss tonight on Blaze TV, we are talking about finances. We're talking about what the banks are doing right now, and it is going to affect your life in a profound way. 
and it's already being done. You just don't know it because there's no teeth attached to it yet, but the teeth are coming. We'll tell you about that tonight. Do not miss tonight's special blaze tv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and sign up now. 9 p.m. Eastern. All right. American financing is not a bank. In fact, this is a locally owned and family operated and owned uh, uh, company. American financing. They started, I think, I don't know, around 2003, 2005, someplace around there. And uh, they just wanted to help their local community and and provide better financial futures for people and get them out of the big banks that were just trying to shove loans down everybody's throats. Now they are nationwide. They're huge and they are the place to go. If you are a homeowner and you want to reduce your mortgage rate, or if you want to fold in all your credit cards and a consolidation loan, if you want to be a homeowner and you're looking for a great uh, rate, please call American Financing. Do it now. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, We've got a lot to uh, talk to you about coming up. Texas yesterday dropped the uh, restrictions for COVID, opens all businesses 100%, ends the statewide mask mandate. It's about time. Um, Governor uh, Abbott uh, is now coming under fire from Gavin Newsom. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Yeah, what? Absolutely reckless. That's what he said. Absolutely reckless. Really? Is it after what you've done in your state, you're going to recommend to anyone else on earth what is reckless and what is not? What 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 is advised and what is not? I mean, maybe okay. Yes, you could tell Andrew Cuomo. You you are qualified to give advice to Andrew Cuomo, but that is it. (laughs) (laughs) So Andrew Cuomo uh, is uh, getting closer and closer to. The Democrats coming out and just saying, get out, get out. Yeah. Uh, And uh, the uh, the the uh, probe, I hate to use that word with uh, Cuomo. Hey, I was just probing her. You know what I'm saying? Bada bing. (laughs) Uh, The AG uh, is looking is looking into the harassment now. You know, what's really sad about this is is really he kills grandma but this is the thing that pisses the left off i mean it's bad and he should have been exposed for this a long time ago but he's his policies and he knew it would happen killed a bunch of old people Mm-hmm. Ah, family guts. Ah, <laughs> look like I lost that one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean. Hey, Chicky Boot, come on over here, huh? Sit on, uh, sit on your uh, governor's lap. There's no governor on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
The governor would slow me down and... He just sounds a little too smart. That's why yeah. I don't understand. Ah! There we go. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, can't, I can't end any of them without that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's... I really do believe you needed a multifaceted disaster to have give Cuomo a chance of getting tossed. Now, again, I am very skeptical he will actually get tossed in the end. But I am hopeful. And I think you needed the terrible COVID performance combined with... Uh, a with the sexual harassment thing combined with the fact that he's been abusive to so many people around the state amid so many enemies, including in the Democratic Party. You need all three of those things to combine to do something like this. You need the terrible performance that they realize later on was terrible, but they can't admit that. So then you need also the secondary scandal that gives them the out to say how bad he is. And you have to be people. Democrats need an excuse to to say the truth here. Which is, personally, they've been offended by this guy so many times behind closed doors, they're excited to get him out. They want this guy gone because he's just a terrible person. Think you better shut your mouth. Think you better shut your mouth. Mm. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you, and I got a probe of unbelievable proportions. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome. Today is Wednesday. The Wednesday night special is happening tonight. It is a part of a series on the Great Reset. Tonight, we cover something so important. What your banks are setting you up for. And uh, everybody's going to get rich in this scheme, except for you. Uh, We expose it coming up tonight, 9 p.m. on Blaze TV. We also are going to go in-depth on the Great Reset and give you a sneak peek of it here in about 60 seconds. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, I want to tell you about, uh, I want to tell you about Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile uh, is just a, a great cell phone company, and they, I think, offer the same great service. Uh, they offer it because everybody's on the same cell towers now. They have better customer service, in my opinion, uh, and they're cheaper. At least they are for me. They'd be cheaper for you. And it's not a hassle to switch over. Now, that's a nice sell. Here's the thing that really makes Patriot Mobile different, different than you know Verizon and all the other people. Verizon is right now sending some of your money out of their profits to Planned Parenthood. Do you want a dime Of your money going to anyone who is supporting Planned Parenthood? I know I don't. You want a dime of your money going to anybody who is trying to push through the Great Reset, the lockdown on guns, the the silencing of dissenting voices? I know I don't. Right now, Patriot Mobile, you will get the same great service. You'll get better customer service. You will pay less. And you can switch, and it's really easy. They can, you can keep your phone, you can keep your phone number, not, whatever you want. And you'll get premier free activation this month, right now. They'll set up the phone for you. You also get a special gift when you use the offer code Beck. So do it now. Lots of benefits. Some of them benefit your children. Others benefit your wallet. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT.
Justin Haskins is uh, with us. He's the editorial director of the Heartland Institute, editor of editor in chief of StoppingSocialism.com, uh, and uh, the co-author of a brand new book that will be coming out on the Great Reset. And this has been a hard book to get our arms around because it's so, hard. It, it's so massive. And we're finding new things every single day. Yeah. Well, that last point, I mean, every every day, every day something new is happening. This is, and, and I think what we're learning as we do more research into the great, which is groundbreaking stuff. I mean, what we're doing on this, nobody else is doing this. Nobody. is. This has been going on for a long, long, long time. time. Yeah. And we're now starting to see and uncover things from years ago that even people like you were right. missing. I know. The Paris Accords. We're going to show something tonight on TV. We'll show you footage I saw back then. I never put any of it together. Yeah. Uh, And it's John Kerry, the Paris Accords and and what really happened, why the Paris Accords were so important. It has very little, if anything, to do with climate change. It has everything to do with control and finance. That's exactly right. And and the thing about the the Paris Climate Agreement, I remember even at the time, it was sort of like, well, wait a minute, does this thing have any teeth at all? Like, what is this thing? It's not even ratified by the Senate. I mean, does it even really matter? It, It mattered so much more than I ever thought because of all of the other things related to banking and finance. Just give a couple of highlights of what we're going to hit tonight. Well, what we're going to see beyond any doubt, and and I've seen the notes for tonight's show. Absolutely incredible. You cannot miss this episode tonight. It is absolutely incredible stuff. But what we're going to see is that for years now, the groundwork has been laid in banking and finance to impose a transition to green energy as part of this massive multi billion, multi-trillion dollar uh, uh, con, this gigantic con where all of these people, all these global players are going to get filthy rich and the regular person is going to end up getting screwed all in the name of saving the earth from this supposedly existential climate change crisis. I want you to understand that the Great Reset is broken up into three parts. E, environment, S, social justice, G, government regulations. And you'll get an ESG score, and that's already happened. We'll explain all of this tonight, but it is it is a way to shut you down if you're politically incorrect. As you'll see tonight, uh, there was an Obama program that uh, that went through that was part of the you know the beginnings really of the the uh, Paris climate uh, deal. That was is truly frightening. Yeah. Where it was its intent was to put companies out of business that disagreed with it. Nobody's nobody that I know of has ever talked about it. We have all of the documents. We have everything to show you what was going on. And it's this system now in the Great Reset. When you talk about the Great Reset, um, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this, Justin, uh, this just may be my (laughs) conspiracy theory, but occasionally, occasionally, Glenn Beck tends to get like 
10 steps ahead of where the audience is on their understanding <laughs> whoa, whoa, of all of these wait things. Wait a minute, Glenn Beck? Yeah, I know. <laughs> this doesn't sound <laughs> like Glenn Beck. Right. Does it? I, right. It's really like a crazy accusation, but just let's pretend for a moment it's 100% accurate. Uh, can you say, if people don't know, maybe they've heard the term The Great Reset, maybe right. they've heard Glenn talk about it here and there. Can you take give, give people a one-on-one on what it actually is? Right. So, so at its most basic form, I believe The Great Reset has two primary components, okay? You have this massive push for big, gigantic social programs, all the things that you hear uh, far left people talk about all the time. There's federal jobs guarantee type stuff in there. Um, There's, you know, the Green New Deal is obviously a part of this. There's all sorts of things for universal social protection, which is another way of saying big government programs, uh, wealth redistribution, all of that stuff is in it. That's one part of it, but that's not really the most important part of it. The most important part of it is that they're going to radically transform the entire global economy and society by extension through these things called ESG standards. Let me give me let me let me break that down. Let me just explain Operation Choke Point. I'm going to explain this tonight, but let me give you a little bit of it. Operation Choke Point was put in by the Obama administration in 2013 we now know this to be an absolute fact it was for the fdic and i'm quoting to freeze politically disfavored businesses out of the financial system end quote okay Mm. choke them off Mm. operation choke point choke them off so if you are quoting again politically disfavored business the banks would stop doing business with you. Mm. So that's what this is about. That's how they control you. And they get away with it because these are private banks doing it. Right. This is not a government program, right? In theory. I know you're it's saying that's part of it, but like partnership, this, this yes. part of it is pri- our private businesses who are coming up with this ESG formula and then companies that do business that do not score well on this, you know, social credit scale, they will have no opportunity to work with big banks or uh, any of these businesses that are in this program. Is that the, the way to think about the, this? There, there's definitely that's a big part of it. But there's also a push to try to make regulatory changes that tie ESG standards into all sorts of other things. For example, there was a very large investment group. Uh, I believe it was this this past year in 2020 that was calling for the SEC to impose regulations related to ESG. And what they want to do is keep uh, there's a lot of there's a huge movement of these left wing investors that want to keep companies that are not woke, that don't have high ESG scores off of stock exchanges. And in the Mm -hmm. long run, that's absolutely a core part of this. That's an easy regulatory change to make for the SEC to say, oh, well, we're only going to have, you know, these high ESG good companies in right. the stock and exchange. And this is a public movement. All of these companies are in it. I mean, you know, when you've got Exxon and Exxon announced this week, they're part of this. Uh, when you got companies like Exxon, you would say to yourself, why would they do something that would hurt them? Why would they do something to get involved where they're changing capitalism. And even if you were able to stop it at the SEC level, the New York Stock Exchange could just do it. Yes. Right. Right. The New York Stock yes. Exchange could just say, we only are trading with companies yes. with these good scores because we believe in this so much. It's good for humanity. Exactly. Well, we're going to show you some documentation tonight from Merrill Lynch, 
where uh, somebody who works is yep. working as a researcher. That's right. Uh, went to their Merrill Lynch, you know, 401k page just to check things out. Yep. And what did he find? He found that he had his very own special ESG score. He has himself has been given an ESG score based on his investments in all three mm-hmm. categories, the E, the S, and the G. And then he has an overall score, and it's not very good. Yes. He didn't do very well. <laughs> it's 4.6. He's a degenerate. It's yeah. 4.6. So that is like out having, 10. out of 10, that's like, that's like having a three for your credit score. Who's going to give you any kind of loans if you have a three for your credit score? This is going to be more important than anything else. So, and what it's doing right now is just saying it, they're now just suggesting, hey, you should pay attention to things, the companies that are, are doing great things. There's no teeth to it yet. This came out in 2018. Merrill Lynch put this in. Um, and it's all the framework. It just needs the teeth to be turned on. And all that is, is right now they're saying, look, you've got a score of 4.7. Um, that's because you're not looking at companies to see the whole stakeholder idea where these companies have a responsibility to do good, not just for their shareholders, because that kind of capitalism is over. So every company that's being traded, we've scored with their ESG, which means those companies are required now to come up with all of this paperwork and all this bullcrap. So now the cost of overhead is enormous. Imagine what it will be for you and your restaurant. So they have to come up with these things so then they can get a score for the stock exchange. And Merrill Lynch can say, "Okay, that company has an eight. Well, I want to invest in this company. It's a gun company. They've got a ESG score of two. Well, I don't care because I believe that's going to go up. Doesn't matter. You're not doing it for that anymore. You're not doing it to make money. You're doing it for the overall good of society. This is the end of capitalism. That's right. And some of these ESG funds that they have, they already have ESG funds, like index funds, similar right. to you know these massive index funds that you, you have for other, that we've been around forever. And they have excluded businesses related to guns and all sorts of other things sure. already from that automatically it doesn't matter how good you you could be running a, you know your uh, gun store on solar panels right doesn't matter and you the idea guns. is that you are when you put teeth to this you then you have a completely bogus market because you're looking at a score for how politically correct is this person or this company If they're politically correct, the teeth tell all the lower investors, you're going to invest in these companies, not these companies, because it doesn't matter that these companies might be worth more. We think the investment should go to these companies because they're socially woke. When that happens, the stock market means nothing, nothing, because it is basically at the barrel of a gun. The government and the big businesses have decided who's going to get the money. Right. And have you noticed that when it comes to the environment, we're no longer hearing about a climate, uh, uh, a climate trading board, that we're no longer looking at carbon offsets and, and climate uh, offsets that you can sell like a stock exchange, that you can buy and sell these carbon credits. That went away because companies were losing 
companies, giant corporations would lose lots of money on that. And who would get rich? The government. So this is a way for the government and businesses to get rich. So now we don't need the carbon offsets. We're we're forcing people to funnel their money into these companies because they're going to be great for the environment, whether they are or not, doesn't matter. Funnel their money right into here because these are woke companies. So the companies win. Anyone who stood against the the climate, uh, you know, exchange board, they're in there, too. Because they can make money now without buying and selling credits. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we know this is going to happen. We know it's going to happen. The whole thing is rigged. It's all set up. We know it's going to happen because there are there's this group. Principles for Responsible Investment came out of the United Nations tied to all the things you're going to be talking about tonight uh, on the special. And they together, uh, if you add up all the assets that these people who have voluntarily signed on to this group to agree to invest in ESG standards, more than a hundred trillion dollars in assets. That's twice all of the money, printed money on earth. More than $100 trillion. I had to check it five times because I thought this can't possibly be right. The UN itself says that these are these are the numbers. More than $100 trillion controlled by these 3,000 investors who have agreed to be part of this. And this group started in 2006 with 100 people. And so they've been building this movement. So it's 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 a done deal. There's no way if you are part of this group with a hundred trillion dollars that you're going to put this on a you're going to gamble it. Well, maybe this will work. Maybe it won't. No chance. You know how this all ends. That's the only way you bet that kind of money. This thing is completely rigged. It's a giant con. And the only way to beat it is locally. The only way to beat it is locally. You have got to get your town out of the U.N. sustainable bullcrap. You need to get out of any Agenda 2030, Agenda 21, uh, any of this stuff related to the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, and now our own country. You must be able to stand on your own. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why I keep saying you've got to protect all of your assets. I, I will tell you that I've... I have not done this until last week. I called my financial advisors who are Jewish and I said to them, I know at times you think I'm crazy, but I need you to start thinking like those who came before us in the 1930s. They knew exactly what that meant. Mm. You have to start thinking differently because there is a global system that is coming and it's going to choke the snot out of anyone who stands against it uh more in just a second uh, nicely put by the way it's just nice imagery thank you for that thank you mm-hmm. appreciate it <laughs> Choke, well, choking the snot out operation choke point yeah, does it choke snot i, I think it does okay. i don't think you're probably <laughs> chokes the crap out of you it's a bad name though operation choke snot would not be yeah. good <laughs> not be as good no. uh all right uh let me tell you a little bit about lifelock um lifelock if if you had a device that would prevent your wallet from ever being stolen it would be great right well i have that invention it's called my back pocket now if something ever happens to my wallet like it falls out or a pickpocket or i leave it someplace 
you know, that's what I'm hoping. I can call the credit card companies in time and cancel everything. But we don't do that when it when we look at all of our ID that we put up on the Internet. We don't even think of that being, you know, pickpocketed or taken or lost. LifeLock does. That's their job. So when your digital wallet falls out of your pants, somebody picks it up. <clears throat> if LifeLock is on it, they make sure <clears throat> that that somebody isn't a bad guy trying to take and, and use your identity for all kinds of bad things. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock goes a step further. They look for the things that you might miss on your own or these you know, credit card companies might miss. They're looking at the dark web. They're looking at all kinds of sources to see, are you part of this problem now? LifeLock. Oh, and by the way, they have a team of experts to help fix it. If they detect something wrong, 25% off your first year now at lifelock.com. Use the promo code Beck 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Promo code Beck, save 25%. It's 10 seconds station ID and back to the uh, program. We're with uh, Justin Haskins, uh, editorial director of the Heartland Institute and also the co-author of a book on the Great Reset uh, that I'll be putting out here uh, shortly. We're, you know what? We had a really difficult time because when we started the book, I was convinced this was all about socialism. And the one thing I couldn't connect the dots on was why would these companies want to destroy um capitalism because it made them rich yeah and i couldn't i i had theories you had theories but we couldn't really close that gap yep we know now it's really not socialism right. that that's a red herring yes that they i believe the global powers uh, uh, that are involved in this are using the socialists to uh to say oh yeah that's where we're going that's where we're going I mean, it's, it's not where they're going at all. You might call them useful idiots. You might. <laughs> I mean, that, might. I don't know. I heard yeah, that somewhere. Someplace. All right. We're going to come back and talk about that here in just a second. Don't miss tonight's special at 9 p.m. only on Blaze TV. If you're not a member tonight, I urge you to become a member. You'll save 10% off your, uh, uh, off your uh, uh, subscription now at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Boy, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to get to it uh, today, but there is a lot going on in the money world. Um, the, the images that you have only seen from Germany or uh, like Venezuela, where money is worthless, that is coming. That is coming our way. There, there are two disturbing reports that seem like great news. More stimulus money is coming, more than the 1.9. It's coming. It's going to be pushed into the market. Um, and then on top of that, it looks like our GDP is growing this quarter by 10%. That adds velocity to the money. It means it's going and being spent. That means major inflation. Please, I don't know when it's happening, but it's going to happen. And you're going to want gold or silver, something 
that is real and tangible. And right now, with every tube of certified gold Liberty coins, you'll get five brilliant uncirculated Kennedy silver half dollars at no additional charge. This is what I buy at Goldline. 866-GOLDLINE. Call them right now. Goldline.com. 866-GOLDLINE. And go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll get a brand new Stu Does America tonight, followed by the special we've been talking about this half hour on Glenn TV. The promo code is Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Tonight, the Wednesday night special. I, I ask you urgently, please watch tonight's special. This is something you need to know. Um, this is the noose that is going to go around everyone's neck and it is, it is part of the government, but it is the financial sector today is what we're going to really focus on. And this stuff was put in place over the last 10 years. This has been really, really well played and well planned. And it is why Trump was not going to be president. There was no way they could allow him to be president of the United States because in the end, he started putting things in that would stop all of this. And uh, the first thing that Biden did, he, he reverses all of that. He stops all of the Trump things that would have stopped this. So he had to be removed uh, from office. Yeah, you know, it's it's such a, uh, a, a a difficult thing to deal with because I keep coming back to the same thing. I mean, you just talked about $100 trillion have been invested in this. And you only do that when you have a sure thing. Well, if we have a sure thing, what are, hang on are just we a just second. screwed? Hang on just a second. I would... This is, uh, t- to me, I- I'm in the 90s. If I'm not at 100, I'm in the 90s, high 90s of sure this is going to happen. Are you with me? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what is, and, and when you say it's going to happen, means the, o- the majority, the overwhelming majority of what they're trying to do will actually be implemented. Yeah. The yes. end of capitalism as you know it. As, the, you, as you know it. As the, ch- the change of the Great Reset and how governments... Financial systems, businesses, people's lives, cars, everything. Within 10 years, it is, it, it is a fascistic, it's, it's China. So the whole world so is China. What do we do about it? Is there anything that we can do about it? Well, I think that's something that we've been we, we've been struggling with yeah, for a got, while. We've got all these chapters <clears throat> that are really well researched. And uh, we looked at each other on Monday and went, this doesn't have a happy ending. Yeah. Um, and and the, the, a couple of things come to mind. And this book is going to be written very differently than any of my other books. My other books, I always try to, you know, be a little snarky and, and yeah. you know, comedic, et cetera, et cetera. This book is so important that if, if anything is not buttoned up, it isn't proven with great detail if it looks like it's leaning one way or another or this is an agenda book it will be dismissed and i need everyone to read this book you need everyone to read this book um 
and pass it on to others. I the hope comes from two things. One exposure. If you expose this and it makes sense right now, people go, why are these companies involved with socialism? It it would hurt them. But you've seen them do things that are against the market. This explains that. And it's not socialism. It's not socialism. It also explains why our our representatives go to Washington and then change right. and they never do any of it. OK, so it explains really simply logical reasons for all of those things that you have noticed and tells you what the future is going to be like. And if if people read it, uh, I don't think people, at least in America, I don't think around the world will be for it. And that's what they're trying to stop. That's what they're trying to beat. There is a and I'm doing a podcast on this on tomorrow's podcast uh, where we're talking about the public and the government and the public has no teeth. People gathering together do. Yeah. So you're not trying to silence the public. They're trying to silence through social media and it will be through social credit scores. They will they will uh, punish and silence anyone who's trying to get this information out because they know their time is over. That's why they're going to such a totalitarian uh, rule because of social media. They know their time is up. Yeah, I think one of the blueprints that we can use, it's going to be more difficult than this because of all the money involved. But one of the blueprints really is Common Core. Common Core was, yep. Common Core was this system that was going to happen. There was no doubt about it. They had a plan. They were putting it into place. It seemed inevitable. And all it was was this massive grassroots movement of people everywhere saying, I don't want this. If you had never told people about Common Core, it would have happened. Yeah, it would have happened. It was was purely a grassroots movement to reject it that that made it so difficult for them to continue to impose it. And this is the same thing. Essentially, if you think of this whole thing like it's a boxing match and it's it's rigged. We know that, that someone's going to take a fall. All the people who are making or gambling on it, they know it. They're all in on it together. How do you stop that? You stop it by exposing it. That's right. how you stop it. And it is fixed. I mean, we saw this when the average person started to make money just a few weeks ago on GameStop. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. How? What? How? You're changing the rules now? What? Why? This is all rigged. My greatest fear, the way this does happen 100%, and because I'm such a pessimist on, on world events and I know history, the way, this wor- the way this happens 100% guarantee is an event like January 6th yeah. or an event that supposedly the Capitol Police are par- uh, preparing for tomorrow, a bombing of the Capitol. That happens without knowledge of where we're headed and people's emotions go up. This is why they're taking guns away. They've got to take guns away as well. If people don't know where we're headed and something like that happens, it doesn't matter. All of it will be imposed overnight. Remember, John Kerry said, 
It will be breathtaking. I think people will be shocked at the speed yep. at which this will be implemented. Yep. And intensity. Yeah. I I already am. I am. I'm looking at this stuff every day. Hmm. Something is something big is is being announced or being exposed. Uh, and they don't have a problem with it. And nobody is putting the pieces together. That's right. And and we're not going to be able to, you, you can't just, you know, shout at bankers and, and make them do what you want. These people have massive amounts of money. There's no doubt about it. But if everybody with a bank account, if everybody who has a mortgage, if everybody who's doing business with these credit card companies are all at the same time calling these people up and saying, I don't want anything to do with this. Don't you dare give me an ESG score. I don't want anything to do with this. Then there is a financial incentive for them to think twice about it. There is fear on that level. And we've seen the left use essentially mobs to get companies to do all sorts of things. You're going to find really amazing strange bedfellows because yeah. you're going to find uh you're going to find the left will be just as against this as the right is. This this will be the people against the elites. This, what they're afraid of is now that you've given the people a voice, they are at the gates saying we're starving and you're inside Louis's palace. They're coming for us. And they learned the lesson of let them eat cake. Mm -mm. Get those people under control. You have Robespierre, find him, kill him. They will not let that take root. That's what you're that's what they're trying to do right now is they know the old system is over and they have scratched and clawed and tried to hold on. But that system doesn't work anymore. So they will form a new system. You know, you look at the dollar. If you're if if you're in the hospital and uh, and you're looking at, you know, you're looking at somebody who's dying and they're a deep, deep Christian and they know that Jesus is right around the corner and I'm going to heaven and you're going to have such a better life and they're dying and you're you believe that they believe in, you know, heaven and everything else. You'll let them hold on as long as they can. But in the end, you, you know, you're just going to push the morphine and, and let them, you know, be happy for a while. And then you might push it a little extra because there's utopia at the other side. Right. Compassionate. That's what's happening with our dollar right now. These guys know that the dollar is over. There is a reset coming. The U.S. dollar is over. And so right now, the Fed is just pushing a little morphine. They're just push the money out into the system. Let people be a wash in money. Let them go out and spend, spend, spend. Do make them feel good. And by doing that, they're going to hit a point to where they've put pushed too much morphine and the system will collapse right into the lap of the Great Reset. Right. That's and, what's happening. And the biggest supporters of the Great Reset are openly talking constantly about moving toward a some kind of an SDR basket of currencies international replacement for the dollar. Right. They're talking about it all the time. They want a digital international currency to be ready to go as soon as the dollar collapses. So that they, means impoverishing everyone who is holding the dollar and is not part of this new system. Uh, and it, and it is 
it, it, it's it's real. It, it's moving into Chinese capitalism. And if you think that's crazy, I just want you to go back and think about all the times you heard people say politicians and uh, and business people. They have said it for 20 years. China is the future. The Chinese system is the future. That's the future. Well, that's what the Great Reset is. Control of the people, control of the companies, the companies in bed. Companies are free to do whatever they want as long as the Chinese Communist Party says it's okay. And you can you can get as rich as you want as long as you're politically correct. The minute you become politically incorrect, you all of a sudden are disappeared. That's an actual word, uh, a verb. You're disappeared and somebody else takes your place. Right. And when you look at what a lot of these people are saying when they talk about the Chinese system is they talk about the benefits of how they're able to move more swiftly on. They're able to take action. They're able to make changes to their economy and the financial system that we can't do here in the United States because of the Constitution and all these things that are getting in the way. There was just a story about that in the Wall Street Journal two days ago about how covid because they controlled everything, they could get COVID under control. Yep. And so that's a that's an asset. That's a good thing about their economy. Don't miss tonight's episode. Please share it with a friend. Blaze TV tonight, 9 p.m., the Glenn Beck Wednesday night special. MyPillow is my sponsor. If you've got a MyPillow, you have the best pillow you've ever slept on. And I have not only the MyPillow, I have the Giza Dream Sheets from MyPillow, which are soft and durable. The best sheets you'll experience. What could possibly improve your sleep situation anymore? Well, they have now the Mattress Topper. MyPillow's Mattress Topper. It guarantees you the most restful, deep healing sleep of your life. It's made from three layers that provide superior support evenly. Distributes your uh, body weight and regulates temperature throughout the night. The four corner straps hold your topper in place and it is all covered with a durable, softer than silk fiber that zips right off. Completely machine washable and dryable uh, and dryable. Uh, the The reason why I can say that this is a guarantee for the most restful, deep healing sleep of your life is because if it's not, you can send it back. They have a 60-day money-back guarantee. No questions asked at MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Look for their specials by using the offer code BECK. It's MyPillow.com, 800-966-3117. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Look, Andrew Cuomo here. And I I gotta tell you, uh, I don't understand it. Uh, everybody's asking for a probe. That's all I asked her for. A little probe. You know what I'm saying? More Democrats are now coming out and... Uh, 
and and asking for Governor Cuomo to resign. Yeah, big Democratic state senator just came out and did that. Um, I, I'm going to kill it. I mean, ah. oh, this guy is definitely getting his children threatened today from <laughs> oh the my Cuomo gosh. administration. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's interesting to watch this happen because we've been talking about Cuomo for the entire year about how frustrated we were that, look, the media is not covering him fairly they're praising him for things that he's not doing he's been wrong every step of the way throughout this entire not crisis. according to my book still available on amazon.com <laughs> right <laughs> to the point that he thought it was appropriate to release a freaking book about his leadership that's right now through all Chicks of this dug it for us hammering this nursing home uh, crisis and all the things that cuomo did wrong all this time he we I'm going to say I'm just taking full responsibility. The people who have been critical of him have brought down his approval rating from I think it was like 71 to 73 percent in some polls down to like the high 50s, mm-hmm. 57, 58, 59. Uh, I could survive that. Yeah, he could survive that. Right? Not He's a still, problem. Right. Bada bing. Now, though, a new poll is out. This is from uh, th- this is from Emerson. And he has now dropped to 38 percent. Listen, <laughs> my COVID experts, the ones who have been doing all the counting, yeah, they say it's actually 83, <laughs> not 38. It's 83. I would not be surprised in the least to see this press conference actually happen. Uh, but 38%. In, think about this. A liberal Democrat in New York has a 38% approval rating. That is catastrophic. Yeah, and I wonder who they'll run. Will it be worse? Yeah, it will be worse. It'll be like AOC. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it legitimately will be. will be worse. This is not good for the state of New York. I <laughs> no. Mean, but it is good for holding people accountable for you their murders. You can still murders. move out of New York now. Yes. Ah. Borders still open. This is the Glenn Beck Program.